DJ Playboy. What's good, y'all? It's your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I had to do a couple episodes without my dog, but we back at it, man. My man, my partner, my brother, the new dad of the crew. Scream like I'm Keith. What to do, brother? Hey, man. I'm back, and I'm back. What's good? <laughs> you got the mace vibes. Word <laughs> up. Oh, man. How is uh, Father Mace? Word up. How, speaking of Father Mace, how's new fatherhood treating you? That's cool. You know, again, getting accustomed to the new routine. Uh, you know, watching my conduct because, you know, people, kids be watching what you're doing and shit like that. Make sure I'm not playing too much ratchet music. I, I got to play DMX's prayers versus some of some of the raunchy shit, mm-hmm. but it's all good. I know how it is. <laughs> you know how it is, man. It's funny, too. I mean, your kid's super, super, super young, but it's funny. Before you know it, they really do be watching everything you do and paying attention to everything you do, you know what I mean? And they, they start liking the songs you like and, and, and recognizing them and start singing them and stuff like that, but it's... I'm so happy for you, man. It's Girl, dope. This is, like um, this is like... I don't know. You know, I never envisioned you as a... I knew you'd be a dad eventually, but I never really <laughs> envisioned you as a dad. And it was like, when you told me that you had a kid on the way, I'm like, yo, that's dope. That's a whole nother, like, element of, of of life that, you know what I mean, we could we could link up on and bond on and, and everything. But I know how it is. The first couple of weeks could be... It's a bit of an adjustment, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's rough, so... Um this is really the first time we're catching up, you know what I mean? Like talking, talking. Yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the uh I, I feel as if the, to that point of being part of the dad club, people who's married or people who got kids, they all when you don't got kids or you're not married, they love saying, When you get married, oh when you gonna have a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if they now I realize they probably just want somebody to bond with. Now, with that said, that shit is annoying, but still, I, I, I kind of get it. That and they don't, I guess when you get married you and you get kids, like your conversation skills kind of suck. So you ask questions like that, mm-hmm. hopefully to get something started. Oh, it's full blown misery loves company. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's full blown. Like, I got these three kids running around my house when you want to get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Words, or you could talk about something. Talk to complain about shit, you could get it. Word up. Nah, it's, um, but it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm happy for you. Happy for you, you and your wife. Um, and the new family, man. I'm really happy. That's, that's, that's so dope. I can't wait to see you guys. Um, yeah, the past couple of weeks been 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 big things for me. Big things are gone, you know what I mean? Um, trying to transition to a new job. So, you know what I mean? That's a Dope. yeah, that's been something a long time coming, you know what I mean? Being on the schedule that I want to be in. Um spending more time with my daughter now. So that's that's dope. Um went through a breakup, you know what I mean? That's a bit of a transition, you know what I mean? And and, and Damn. yeah. Nah, but it's it's I, you know what's crazy? And um uh, anybody out there going through something And it probably helps because I went through a near-death experience (laughs) right after this, so it put things in perspective. But it's like, breakups suck. Unless, you know, even if you're the one that wants to break up, you know what I mean? Sometimes you suck because you don't want to hurt the other person or whatever. But it's also like, um, I heard, I heard a, uh, I was watching an Oprah interview and I think she was interviewing a guy named Dr. Michael Beckwith. Um, hopefully I'm not fucking his name up, but he, uh, he said something to the effect of instead of being like, woe is me and why is this happening? You know what I mean? You got to put out into the universe what, is this meant to pull out of me? You know what I mean? What can I grow? In what way can I grow from this experience? If, if, if this experience was to last for the remainder of my life, what would I have to do to get back to that level of peace and, and, um, just being able to get stuff done, you know what I mean? And uh, it, I kind of like took on that, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't really beat uh, myself up over anything. And then, like I said, I got into a near death experience where like um, it was crazy. I told you guys about it, right? And then it was crazy because I um, I told a couple other people about the accident, but then I actually they started sending me back pictures of the accident that I was telling them about because it made it to the news because it was such a crazy accident and. Um, it was a car that just came out of an intersection, shot through an intersection. If it, you know, like how I don't know if you ever hit a dare or something like that, you kind of see everything frame by frame, but it's really moving too fast to avoid. Um, that's how it kind of yeah. worked out for me. And I saw a car just just go through an intersection. Like I believe, I, I, if you had to ask me, I believe he hit the meant to hit the brake, slam on the brakes, and he slammed on the gas because I'd never seen somebody shoot out of an intersection into oncoming traffic like that. And um, there was a good what felt like ten seconds in my mind of him coming right at me, shoot, shoot, like. 
like a, like a missile shooting right at me. Yeah. And uh, by the grace of God, man, God put a FedEx truck <laughs> in between me and this speeding car. You know, I'm in the car with my daughter too, and he put a FedEx truck. And I saw the car go under the FedEx truck. I saw the hood come out on the other side, and I had to swerve a little bit so it didn't hit my car. Like I swore there had to be some type of damage because it was so much glass and metal and stuff breaking and flying that I pulled over like you know what I mean 50 feet away, and I look, I couldn't believe there wasn't a scratch. <laughs> so I was just like, yo, this is this is dope. <laughs> like God is good, you know yeah. what I mean? And and any divine intervention for real. Exactly, exactly. And and any feelings of being bummed out over a breakup or anything like that turned into just gratitude for being alive. You know what I mean? And 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 uh it really put things in perspective, man. Like I I saw how that day would have went if it went left cuz um I was actually doing DoorDash deliveries when that happened and I actually got called back to that same neighborhood. <laughs> so it's like it's weird like I got to hear the sirens and I kind of seen the crime scene but that would have been my own accident scene you know what I mean like I it was yeah. it was it was rough it, and, and I got emotional I won't even lie with you man I, I, I keep it real with y'all here on Perfect Talk man I got emotional that night and I couldn't tell you why but but it just you know what I mean I think it was cause um, and I was just talking to uh, DJ Show y'all know DJ Show um, I was talking to him about it and he's just like cause we're blessed you know what I mean we live blessed lives that the fact that it was so fragile and could have been lost so easy I think, you know what I mean, that, that brought an emotional reaction out of you. But um, all in all, I think I'm feeling good. I'm looking at the world with new new eyes and just happy to be here, experiencing vibes and, and things like that. So I'm taking it on head on, man. Yeah, definitely, man. People should definitely see that accident. And yeah, man, get emotional. You know, it can't be hard all the time, man. You got to put down that guard, get emotional like every now and then because that was, I mean, even though... You know, you're healthy. It's still traumatic, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to put no feelings or put no diagnosis on you, but I could imagine just just how, how impactful, like just all that impact and not necessarily in a positive way is just just insane. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot, man. I, I, I still like see it, you know what I mean? Sometimes I still get that feeling. I, I get that, you know what I mean? Just It makes me put things in perspective like, yo... I remember one of the first thoughts I had was like, yo, where would my daughter have gone if, you know, I was seriously hurt, but she wasn't like, would anyone even sit with her in the hospital? You know what I mean? Would they know to contact the right people? And it's like, I, I spoke, I was speaking to bookstore Ricky about, it. he was like, yo, just, just put like a little laminated like card in your wallet. You know what I mean? And in case of an emergency, these are the people you call for my, you know what I mean? And all that stuff. And I was like, yo, yeah. that's a dope idea, bro. That's, and it's pretty simple. Um, and just like like all this all like this month has been a big month of transition, but I think I think I'm meant to 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 grow from it. Like I'm not a person that likes change, but I also don't run away from it. You know what I mean? And for someone who's had a lot of just the same, the same, the same, to have a month of a lot of change and 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 and, and almost tragedy and, and stuff like that, it uh, it, it I think it's good. I think my July is gonna be really dope because I'm going at it really courageously, really excited, you know, great energy. You know what I mean? And and I think it'll be good. Yep, man. But yes, up, yeah, man. it's good, man. Life is good. Um, haven't spoke to you in a while, man. Like I said, cause you you had you were on hiatus. Um, but there's a lot that's been going on, man. And I, I remember a story I heard. I was like, man, I, I got to talk to Keith about this when I heard it. And we we've been talking about like um, the vaccine. You know how people have been going hard with all types of ways to inspire the public to get vaccinated and. I think it's good. We're reaching a good point, right? In, in in the country where a good amount of people are vaccinated, like things are opening up. Um, people feel a little bit safer. Have you hit the point where you hit the supermarket with no mask yet? Or uh, I have not, but I walk around my building with no mask. Okay, and uh, and I go to the gym. The gym's rules: if you're walking around, you got to wear a mask. But once you get to a station, you take it off mm -hmm. if you want to, if you're fully vaccinated. But you know, I, I'm fully vaccinated. But I'm like. Some people are like, yeah, man, whatever. I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. Just take their joint off because they don't want to be. Yeah, you can't be doing burpees and shit with a mask on. So I, I guess people just take their shit off. Yep. But now nah, I haven't uh, hit that point where I'm hitting a supermarket. But they still got uh, mask rules in like the supermarkets and the Target around me. Okay. However, though, I went to CVS and I seen the worker there, like the greeter. Dude, they have no mask on. It was weird because we've been in this shit for over a year. Mm -hmm. So it was real weird, mm -hmm. but I'm like, yeah, I guess we're getting back to normal. Yeah, no, I hit, I hit that. Uh, I've done it a couple times. I remember. I don't even know if I told you guys this story. I remember I was in the store. Uh, I wore a mask because I didn't want, you know, what I mean, anyone to say anything to me. I was vaccinated. I know I didn't have to wear the mask, so I wore a mask. And literally, I was the only one in the store wearing a mask, right? And this lady, she's and she kind of looked like a homeless person, but I don't know if she was or not. But she walked right up to me, like in the store, and was like. 
She's like, I commend you for not getting that death shot. <laughs> she was like, wow. she's like, it'll kill you. But I was like, but no mask on, no nothing. And then walks away. And um, I was like, I wasn't even going into a back and forth. But I was like, yeah, hell yeah, that's just a death shot. Not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like fuck that. Because I didn't want to prolong the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah. yo, keep it moving. But I found it weird that wearing a mask got me on one of the tensions. So then I started rocking the no mask. Um, I know my job, nobody rocks the mask no more. At, um, You know, like, I go on the supermarket and then but my daughter still wears a mask so sometimes i wear a mask to make her feel comfortable just make her feel more comfortable um but mm-hmm. it uh it, it it was it's different it's a different experience like i don't know when and where like i went to a recital i, I started since i've been you know rocking the no mask for like a week two weeks i went to her recital and i was like assuming i didn't even have to wear a mask <laughs> and then uh, like the person i was with was like yo i think we should go back to the car grab a mask and i was like you know what that yeah that makes a little sense <laughs> let's go let's just take it just to be safe and then i go in there everyone's rocking mess so it was like you just take it to be safe you know what i mean you take it with you and just right. in case um her school had like a meetup for like they that first time they actually got to see their teachers in real life and and everything and and it was funny because they didn't my daughter's like tall and they were like oh my god i can't on the on the zoom call you look so small but everyone there is like rocking masks it's just me and this other white dude with no mask and i'm like am i violating right now <laughs> you know what i mean you, <laughs> even though we're outdoors even though everything i'm like is this a good you know what i mean so it's just like it's a lot of different things man but um it, it i i reached the point uh where i do feel a little bit comfortable without it um and maybe that's because i'm vaccinated but for people out there who aren't there are a lot of states that are doing uh what's known as joints for jabs i don't know if you heard about this program where like several states uh arizona california dc michigan new york oklahoma just to name a few are actually offering different uh cannabis related ways to uh inspire people to get vaccinated um everything from pre-roll blunt or sorry pre-roll joints to uh edibles um I think there was one place in California that you could get any cannabis uh, product for the for one penny if you're vaccinated or if you get vaccinated there. Um, a few other places are doing the, the penny deal. D.C. Uh, brought the Joints for Jabs um, program to D.C. And they've been uh, applying people with one free joint for those who get at least at least one uh, COVID shot. Um, what do you think about that, Keith? I, I know that at first... Like people were getting vaccinated, like it was the 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 pickup on it, like as far as like people going to get shots, it was, it was growing fast, but then it just plateaued re- really early. And the truth is, man, to to truly get out of this thing, people got to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can dig it. Now the the whole weed thing, that's very fascinating. They, they try to tap into a, a demographic of people who would be like, we free weed, no doubt, I'm there. <laughs> Which is which is fascinating, but I've heard of all kinds of incentives. I think uh, being entered into a million dollar lottery, mm-hmm. uh, I heard, heard a free beer. Uh, it, it, it's it's just listen, it's important, man. I guess they had to do what they had to do. It's kind of like that stopping people from from sharing needles and shit. They said, all right, we can't stop drug use. Let's go and enable them. Let's just make sure they. And they're nice and clean and fresh mm-hmm. if they're going to be shooting up heroin. Exactly. So I guess I don't want to compare this to, to free needle programs, but you got to do what you got to do. No, but I'm glad you brought that up because in my head, I'm thinking like a liability thing. Like, what if you have a bad trip and you got to, you know what I mean? Like, can you can you sue them now? Or, or you know, or even when jobs are requiring people to get vaccinated, I'm like, is that like a future class action suit? Because you're like firing people if they don't get vaccinated. But it's like, no, but it's right. You're, you 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 got to go where people are. At. And as many people say, well, this will cause distrust because you're why are you giving all this stuff away? You know what I mean? Just to get people to do it. I think people aren't even thinking like that. People are like, oh, what's the incentive? Oh, yeah, I want beer today. Oh, what's the incentive? I want free movie tickets. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I was about to go buy weed anyway. <laughs> Let me go get this yeah. free drink. So uh, it, it, I, think it, I think it will be uh, successful. It just, it strikes me as in our lifetime where we've seen weed go, the way weed was viewed, <laughs> to see where it's at now in, this, in 2021, because it's really only been in New York, this uh, widely accepted what for a couple months now, and I'm still like right. wide eyed and, and bushy tailed about it because I'm just like, yo, are you? Is that dude just smoking on the street? <laughs> is that just, is, no one's gonna stop him? Is that you know what I mean? Like, is it is it really just you just got caught with weed, but the cops can't didn't say nothing to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it's that that still to me is just amazing. So the fact that it's even being used in in this respect for a vaccine incentive is is dope. 
But staying along the same lines, man, I don't know if you heard, it was like about like at the midway point of this month, there was a shooting over mask use. I don't know if you heard about that down in Atlanta. I should know. Nah, it I didn't was hear in, about that. It was in Georgia. I don't know if it was in Atlanta, sorry. But um, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> when, it was, when it comes to New Yorkers, if it's anywhere in Georgia, it doesn't matter. It's all yeah, Atlanta. That was in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not nah, it was yeah, it was it was an argument over wearing a mask. A gentleman, he was not wearing a mask, and the cashier, um, you know let him know that she wanted him to put on a mask um i you know we don't know what words were said but as they uh passed wor- words on to each other uh the gentleman went out to his car um and returned back inside and he walked right up to that cashier and shot her um also shot her off duty uh, off duty officer um he was hit by the officer um but he he struck him twice um and that's i i mean i'm for me i'm i'm happy that this mask stuff is kind of like ending a little bit cuz i'm like what do y'all like cuz i've seen disrespectful conversations i've seen one at my job like i've seen a girl get into a whole yelling match with this truck driver and she keeps yelling at him to put his mask on and then he he i think he might have been from out of state cuz he was not with the shit and he uh he they had to go get like the supervisor to get into like a chest bump match with him over it. The girl's like screaming at the top of her lungs, go fuck yourself. And he's you stupid bitch. <laughs> and I'm like over a mask. <laughs> like, is this serious? Like, yeah. is it really that much? Like to just throw the mask on or whatever. I seen, I seen people behind plexiglass, like double plated plexiglass still ask people to put a mask on. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, but I get where they're coming from. We don't know how this disease works. Everyone fronts like they knows. We don't know. <laughs> and it's just like, just right. take as many precautions as possible, bro. But the fact that, I mean, shooting somebody over, it, uh, this dude's name, hold on, let me just put his name, um, Victor Lee Tucker Jr., 30-year-old dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, coming, and people have bad days. This ain't, it's like road rage, right? It's not like, oh, this dude is a psychotic or whatever. It's, it's just like, you pushed his buttons on the wrong day, right? And it caused him to have a psychotic episode. Um... But it's also no. I know that dude. That dude has psychotic episodes. His, his name is Victor Lee Tucker Jr. That giveaway. <laughs> that dude. If if he didn't do that, he's gonna assassinate somebody. I know that he, he was on his way to an assassination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on his way. That lady just interrupt. You know, kind of interrupted that process. But Victor Lee Tucker Jr. Man, that dude was. He, he's up to. Could have been good, man. Could have been good. Nah, Victor Victor Lee Tucker said, "I got time today." <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker, like, damn. But it's it's it is sad though, man. Over something as crazy as that. And I, I mean, I, I didn't know it was that serious. Enjoy. Maybe that's why he took it as disrespect. Cause I didn't think people was wearing masks like that anyway. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. down there in Georgia. So he probably was like, "Why are you coming at me?" You know what I mean? But um, I mean, tragically, someone did pass away. Um, rest in peace to uh Laquita Willis, um, forty one year old cashier. Um, and that 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 sucks, man. That really does. Uh, but it's just like it, it's. I think people are just acting the, the damn fool. I know you see the statistics of crime rates out here, Keith. Like, it, people are just don't know how to act this year. <laughs> like, people really, I don't know what's going on. That's a tough one. I remember uh, back in the day, you know, with the hip hop stuff and the, the the protests against it, and people saying, you know, when they say stuff like this is ruining our youth and stuff like that. Now, I don't necessarily think it's ruining the youth, but I do think there's when influential people say something people listen even if it's even if the person saying it the influential person saying it is not like serious or totally earnest about it but they might be saying it for for the art of it Mm -hmm. right and i think now when politicians particularly trump when they make a thing out of the mask thing right people before people like oh this mask is kind of annoying but all right if that's the rule that's the rule but once a powerful influential person says that oh well this is their war against you well people say oh yeah you're right this this might be a war against me so i'm gonna fight against this this mass thing and you know i I think i suspect that's an exit like that's a that mask fight being you know swirling around in this guy's head and he acts out on it Mm. No, nah, it's true because it could be yeah, not even as a personal thing, but as a movement, right? Like, yo, I'm not, yep. I'm not bowing down to y'all. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this. So yeah, no, nah, I didn't even think about that. Um, it's, it's, I, I, I can't wait for this COVID stuff to be over. But I think now we got the bigger pan, another, um, 
I guess epidemic is this violence that's going on out here. This crime, like that accident, I almost got in. From what I was read in the paper, them dudes was leaving a fight. You know what I mean? They had weapons on them. You know what I mean? Like it, we got to get back to this. Why are we as human beings not respecting human life? You know what I mean? Like to with, with just zero regard. Um, and, and I know people go through it. You know, like I just told you, I, I went through a breakup. I didn't have the best couple of weeks, but it's like. I couldn't let it break me, you know what I mean? I got goals and, yeah. and stuff that I'm, I'm <laughs> that I got to achieve, and I, I, but I know how it is, right? I know when you get to those points when stuff isn't going right in your life, or you're feeling disrespected, or it's been bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. It's hard to keep that positive nature if you don't have like something like a hobby or a religion or an outlet, or you know what I mean. So I know how I know how that could be, but um, now let's let's move on to something else, man. That's big in the news. Almost forgot about it, man. But your man Derek Chauvin was sentenced this week. And it was crazy because I remember them saying it was like, what, eight weeks until he'd be sentenced. And I kind of was like, ah, you know what I mean? But I, I put it on the back burner and kind of forgot about it. But then it, it kind of just popped up on Friday. Like, oh, Derek Chauvin's going to be sentenced today. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he ended up getting Derek Chauvin for murdering George Floyd uh, was sentenced to 22 and a half years um, in prison. Um how do you feel about that verdict, Keith? Are you um, content with it? Uh, I'll be honest. I never had a number in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I would say a sh- I, my, my initial thought was a shocking. Like, wow, they gave a cop 22 and a half years. Like, all right, they, they found guilty of a bunch of murder charges. And they gave him 22 and a half years. I, honestly, I was expecting like 10 or 15. Uh, and I never thought of a number that would make me content because... The, the George Floyd death, that, like, I mean, that just sits with me to the point that, yeah, I know somebody got to pay for it. Like, intellectually, I know it, but the feeling was that I, I I wasn't that invested in the trial because, to me, it was just a symbol. The fact that that dude, you know, has a kid, has a community, it was an artist, all, all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the dude is just gone, like. Everybody woke up that morning not seeing the day going that way at all. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. So a lot of this stuff, I'm not saying it's just a symbol because you do the crime. You got to do the time. But I just couldn't. I didn't have, I don't think I had enough emotional capital left to spend on the thing. So the 22 and a half years, that's, that's quite something. I guess it's fair. But still, George Floyd is gone. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, I mean, on a on a related subject, like Juneteenth was the other day, mm-hmm. and how do you feel about the George Floyd statues during Juneteenth? Uh, now, I, I, I agree with the statues just as far as the symbol of what he brought about. Uh, but do you think like the holiday could get washed out, like conflated with other issues? How many statues? Was it just one statue? Is it in Brooklyn? I know of one in New York somewhere. I think in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm looking at the news now. It was it was vandalized a few days ago. I see. But um, well, damn, it was vandalized. I didn't even know that part. God damn. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so they unveiled the they unveiled the statue for Juneteenth. I see, and then yeah, two days ago it was vandalized. Looks like four guys, uh, <laughs> six guys maybe. Uh, yeah, vandalized it and. Uh, sprayed black spray paint on it. Damn, I don't know. That's wild. Um, I guess yeah. And there's one in New Jersey. They said too. Um, I mean, I don't think George Floyd has anything to do with Juneteenth. Um, at all. You know what I mean? I I, I don't like. I don't actually like combining the two because Juneteenth is his own event that is relatively new on the national level. Um. I remember, I think I might have said on this before, like, I never knew about Juneteenth until I first started working in radio and I had to do a promotional event um, in the city I live in now, actually. Um, But that was my first time out here. And I'm like, what are they celebrating? What is this? And I was like, what does that mean? What is Juneteenth? And they explained it to me and everything. And I was like, that's a thing? Like, I didn't know. Um, This was maybe, uh, this was over 10 years ago. So it was like, um, I... I think George Floyd needs his respect. Um, I don't think he should be combined with it. Um, I think we should never forget the same way, you know what I mean? Like like 9-11, you know what I mean? Like, it, let's, let's keep it at the forefront and, and, and put it up. But I don't necessarily think they should be combined. Um, and you see it in the defacing. Like, people are, people, they, they it has nothing to do with it. The, you know what I mean? Like, they were going to, um, it looks like they, they, they did the defacing based on the verdict. 
Um, but it's like yeah. that's what I'm saying. It didn't really be like, oh, well, we hate Juneteenth. Let's show our anger towards this George Floyd thing, or you know what I mean? Or we hate uh, George Floyd, so let's do this on Juneteenth. It was like George Floyd is his own entity. Um, I, I, I mean, anything that you could bring together, like if we're gonna honor Martin Luther King on Juneteenth, also, you know what I mean? We're gonna honor historical black figures. Yeah, tie that in. But I don't think it should necessarily be a um, a connected tie. And on another note, I just think. The ugliness of this world of just people. Why would you want to deface a monument or someone? He didn't ask to be the, who he is. He didn't ask to be a martyr <laughs> for race justice. You know what I mean? So how is defacing his? What does that? What does that prove? What do you? What do you show black people? You're upset at them? Like I don't. That, and that's the thing. Like where do these people get the free time? <laughs> like I'm always, I'm always yeah. struggling for free time, man. You, you got you can round up five of the dudes to come to help you deface some shit. <laughs> like you, you could be using that power for good. But ain't that crazy, man? Like, uh, thousands of people uh, put in for days off to go storm, like, invade the capital of the United States. Like, that, the idea of that is bananas. Like, the dude, people said to each other, yo, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, shit. All right, let's go to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Even, honestly, yeah. all protests. I'm like, kudos to people who protest, you know, injustice. I, uh, shout out to y'all because you know what I mean I don't I don't have I don't even know when I would do it I don't even know how I would work that out like do I tell my job do I just call them sick do I try not to appear on TV do I, you know what I'm saying like I don't even know like what's the procedure for going about that but like shout out to everybody out there but like no nah, but it'd be dumb stuff like that or it'd be like a the KKK rally or some stupid shit like that like y'all motherfuckers got this much free time <laughs> like what am I yeah. doing wrong I gotta I gotta res- reset my life then shit because I ain't got <laughs> I barely got time to go play five on five. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I, I, I mean to, to derail the, the the verdict talk. I, I was just wondering. No, no, and, and it's, it's, I'm glad you took it because the verdict was what it was. I don't, I didn't have a number in mind like you said. Um, I didn't know that no number is gonna because 22 years from now George Floyd ain't coming back. You know what I mean? But Derek Chauvin right. might be able to still live a viable life. Who knows? Does he does he still get his pension? Does he still get his retirement? I don't I don't know how that works. So, right. Um, I mean, I, I know people that, no, nah, I don't know them personally, but I've heard stories of people that, you know, em, embezzled millions of dollars and, you know, like end up in restitution paying back $300,000 and serving, uh, you know, I mean, years. And in them, in their mind, that makes a lot of sense because they're like, yo, I just made, I just walked out with $1.7 million and had to pay them back $300,000. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't mind that I had to sit up for five, to, five, six years. And I don't know if that's in his mind. He's just like, I'll sit up for these 20 years and do what I got to do and then come out and still be able to, I don't know, see my kids or my grandkids or whatever. Um, but yo, no number is going to make me happy. Um, I wish the situation never happened to begin with. Um, am I happy that justice is, 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 is at least has the appearance of being served? Yes. Um, but and also, and, and, and I'm hoping that maybe there are cops out there who like, I can't sit down for no 20 years. <laughs> I'm not going behind the wall for no 20 years. So it's like, maybe that'll cause them to act a little differently in these situations. You know what I mean? Like, yep. realize that they are in a position of power in these situations and it doesn't have to end with the suspect, quote unquote, and I'm saying that with air quotes, being murdered. Because, you know what I mean? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't have to. Um, but yeah, Keith, it's that time, man. That time of the show where we switch things up and take it to have you heard. I hear headlines. I bring them to the table, bring them to the forefront, and see if my man Keith has heard. And Keith, you touched on it a second ago, man, so I got to go this way with it, man. Juneteenth and the good folks at Ikea. <laughs> they never thought that uh, <laughs> Ikea never thought they'd be in a Juneteenth uh, <laughs> uh, scandal, but they found themselves right in it. This one happened in Georgia, too, right, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Georgia is on fire. That was in Georgia. I knew. Uh, so first, yes, I've heard, but I didn't realize it was in America. I thought it was somewhere in Europe. <laughs> that shit was in America. Oh, Actually, spe- specifically, it happened in the capital, <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, it, 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 it was even. I don't even know what they was thinking. But for y'all out there who don't know, IKEA has apologized after employees protest over a Juneteenth menu with fried chicken and watermelon. Um. IKEA sent out a announcement to their company um, and, on, and it said, quote, to honor the pr- uh, preservance of black Americans, acknowledge the progress yet to be made. We observe Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19th, 2021. And that start, that's a really good way to start it off, right? <laughs> like, yeah, OK, progress needs to be made. All right. Then follow that up with look out for a special menu on Saturday, which will include fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, potato salad, collard greens, candied yams. Um, and that sparked outrage 
<laughs> um, about 20 employees. Um, staff members said, uh, yeah, we're not we're not showing up on June 19th. Um, you can't say serving. This was an employee said this. You can't say serving watermelon on Juneteenth is a soul food menu when you don't even know the history. They used to feed slaves watermelon during the slavery time. Um, Ikea has since set an apology. Um, the manager of the Atlanta store sent a response saying, apologizing for the menu. Said, I truly apologize if the menu came off as subjective. It was created with the best of intentions by a few of our co-workers who believe they were representing the culture and tradition with these foods of celebration. I don't believe that because you started with fried chicken and watermelon <laughs> on your list. Yeah. But uh, have you heard that, Keith? Yeah, man, I, I've heard that. And before I heard that, I was just wondering, I was sitting there wondering, I was like, how do you celebrate Juneteenth? Like, I was just thinking about it. How, how is that going to unfold through the years? How is that going to evolve? And I really want to know if anyone got in trouble because they gave it a shot and it looked stupid. But then I was like, nah, by this point, companies are too smart to even try something like that. They're just going to, you know, fall back. Like, one of the companies I work with at work, they, they, they shut the whole company down for the day. This is even before the Biden announcement. They said that we're going to be off in observance of Juneteenth. And that's it. They left it at that. They didn't say happy Juneteenth, nothing. Because I was like... Oh, to be to be honest, all that's kind of risky. Like no matter what you do, mm-hmm. unless you're a black owned company, and like you 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 have to be basically if you did a twenty three in me or ancestry dot com, you can't have any white or European in your family. You, to do this, you have to to celebrate it. You better be black, or else you're gonna catch some kind of backlash if something's misguided. And I think this happened there, even though IKEA is super duper white. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Ikea in the kitchen, they did a, a jerk chicken and rice or a rice and peas or something like that. Something crazy. It was like just white rice with frozen peas mixed into it. And they call it rice and peas. Mm-hmm. Like Jamaican rice and peas. Uh, Ikea might just have to chill out for a little while. We got to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> they did. They did try to change the menu up at that point And, you know, make. But that feels to me like the way it especially was the way it was worded. It was like, I'm smarter than these black people here. I'm going to make a joke right in front of their faces and they're not even going to know I'm cracking on them kind of thing. And it was like, um, we I don't even know if we spoke about it on the podcast, but I mean, the acronym DAN that I think um, employees at a FedEx plant in Ohio or even General Motors, one of them, uh, they were using it as an acronym for black employees and it, uh, they'd call the black employees DAN and it was an acronym that meant dumbass nigga. Um, but they'd say it right in front of their face, you know what I mean? Um, until until the black employees caught on to it. Um, it feels like that. If it was like, I'm going to make fun of you in front of your face, then I'm going to turn I'm gonna turn to my assistant manager and have a little chuckle about it. And, you know what I mean? And and, and take pictures of y'all eating fried chicken and watermelon. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even show up with fried chicken and watermelon if that's all I had in my house to eat for lunch today. <laughs> I still wouldn't show up to work <laughs> with that. <laughs> so it's like the fact that you felt comfortable enough writing that and then starting. Like, they could have put fried chicken as the third entree and then watermelon as the dessert. <laughs> you know, we split them up a little bit, but the fact that they worded it like that felt like they were trying to be funny, man. And uh, we're not with the shits, IKEA. I, I didn't fuck with IKEA that much before that, but <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like I'm going to be fucking with them anytime soon. Well, let me put this out there. What if it wasn't a joke and they really thought that that was a, a fitting tribute to Juneteenth? Um, then I don't know. Maybe maybe that's worse. I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you know, and I, I'm not with cancel culture. I, I just said I don't fuck with IKEA. I don't see myself fucking with them. But I'm not. Bo- I'm not saying boycott of IKEA, and I'm not telling nobody out there not to fuck with IKEA. You want to fuck with them? Fuck with them because I don't believe that we need to cancel everybody just because they need to be educated. Sometimes, and and it's a possibility. Like I don't know that manager. I don't know him personally. I don't know where he comes from. He might have. Quote unquote black friends. <laughs> he might have thought, you know what I mean? I've seen my black friends eat chicken. I've seen my black friends eat watermelon. So look at him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he loves it. I, just, I think education at that, if he genuinely, but he, he's, he's got to say that, right? He's got to be like, yo, I'm not trying to be racist here. I really don't think that's funny. I don't, da, da, da. but can you educate me on why this is wrong? And I think right. that that needs to be done at that point. And so, and I'm learning nowadays too, bro. Like, it ain't the end of the world to just be like, yo, I was wrong. <laughs> it ain't the end of the world to be like, yo, I fucked up here. Especially like like what I've noticed too, and, and I don't know if you experienced this, Keith, because we come from Brooklyn, right? We we crack on people and then kind of expect them to brush it off and be our friend, right? Ten five minutes later. Right. And yeah. um it's like 
I've learned with jokes and it, males, females, people as I've gotten older that not everybody takes a joke the same way. And there's a initial reaction in me sometimes to be like, man, it's just joking. Like, get over it. Like, tuck your skirt in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm learning as I get older, be like, yo, you know what? I thought this was funny in that moment. And the fact that it's bothering you is showing me that maybe that brand of comedy isn't appropriate for uh, for this atmosphere and, and all um, environments and I do apologize for that like for me it's like sometimes it's easier just to do that than to be here trying to defend why I thought my joke wasn't offensive <laughs> you know what I mean and and I think they need you to be doing a little bit of that at Ikea yeah I know the last thing I have to say about it is at a company that sells products that are really good and really useful Ikea is not the best but if you say yo I need a media stand right now I need it right now, and I can't pay too much for it. You head into IKEA. Mm-hmm. When they do something like this, I wonder how much business they lose. You start thinking, yeah. Would, would, yeah, if they, if they, like for instance, the other day on Amazon, I was looking up uh, bonnets uh, for 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 my wife, like a you know satin bonnet or something. Mm-hmm. And I went, and the bonnet it was like kente cloth print, but it had a white model. Mm. And I'm like. <laughs> I was like, if I wanted to cancel Amazon, if I wrote and tweeted, if I was influential and I tweeted it, like, yo, Amazon, yeah, it was boycott these motherfuckers and we, we, and until you get a black model there or whatever, a lot of people are going to be like, uh, I don't know about that, bro. I got Prime. I can't. A two-day shipping. boycott Amazon. <laughs> two-day shipping, bro. I can't. So you want me to go to Walmart and get my shit in three, four days? No way. Like, yo, a night, yes, a night in Miami doesn't cancel this out? <laughs> like for ins- and, the, and the reason I thought about it is that for instance Goya right Goya had that thing I think they donated to the Trump campaign so people's like oh boycott Goya mm-hmm. and if you eat can any kind of canned food right can uh, can coconut milk can beans can chopped tomatoes or something like that like Goya comes through in the clutch and I've seen people try to do that shit for a week and they're like Come on, man. I got to walk an extra mile to go to the supermarket that has other canned food. Nah, I'm going to go to this local one. Because at my supermarket, that's all they got, Goya. If I want a coconut milk, there's no other choice. It's Goya. I could buy the store brand, but come on now. Exactly. And I, I, I like to your yeah, point, man. I don't think anyone did actually boycott Goya. <laughs> Motherfuckers was, was complaining about them while ringing out they regi- the, at the register that shit. So it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> like man, they shouldn't have donated to Trump, but let me take these five cans of garbanzo <laughs> beans from Goya and go along my way. So, so Dobo is, uh, is popping. <laughs> have you ever experienced that though? I can't um, buy that store brand shit. Have you ever experienced that with the, with the joke? Like you'll make a joke and someone will get offended by it and you're like... Damn, that joke was oh, yes. funny, but that, but I, I am wrong for that. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever found yourself in that situation? Because you're a funny, dude. Yeah, ever since I left Brooklyn, <laughs> less and less throughout. I mean, that's just less and less people. I, people can't take a joke. Like that was our language. Like that was our love language. That was our everything language. You crack on somebody. Somebody got nice shoes. Oh, Where you get them shits? The thrift store. Them shits is dope. Like that's how we talk. You like a girl, your hit your back, your kitchen's uh, it's all thick and shit, and all this type of shit. Like, and that's just how you, like, that's how you talk. But more and more, like, I crack a joke, and people, be, you know, people don't like that shit. And I'm like, oh, that's not how you are supposed to talk to people. <laughs> You're not from Brooklyn. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> You're not from like, I, yo. More and more, I, I was learning that shit. Like, I, so, you know, there's there's very few people who I speak to now, like very few that I could joke with like that. Mm-hmm. And like, well, at this point I'm, I'm used to it. But when I was like 23, 24 and I kind of expanded outside of Brooklyn, started traveling, started working with people from all over the, the world. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's not a way to be talking to any and everybody. In fact, you're not supposed to talk to nobody like that except for very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. our homies from, from back in the day, those, those are the few exceptions. It's funny you say that too. I didn't even think about it with the love language. Uh, it's it's actually better if you're in a crew to get cracked on than to be totally ignored, right? <laughs> like if they're right. cracking on you, they're actually involving you into the you know like the the, the conversation. But it, you could just be ignored and just like left out and motherfuckers leave you. You know what I mean? That's worse. Like you rather motherfuckers crack on your sneakers <laughs> than to just be ignored. That's crazy. I didn't think about that too. You just yeah, said man. It. Yeah, when I was in my early twenties, uh, my homeboy he drove a Honda Civic, and I was just making fun of him. I'm like, you know. You got a diaper bag with that, like all kinds of shit. And I didn't even own a car. I was just proud he had a car. 
I don't have no wheels and I'm cracking on his whip. <laughs> Man, uh, Keith, have you heard? This one is offensive. I don't know. <laughs> Ikea might have slipped through the cracks, but this one is definitely offensive, man. Your boy Joe Biden likes to use the N-word. No, sorry, Hunter Biden. Excuse me, not Joe. Hunter Biden likes to use the N-word in his uh, text message exchanges. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. How they find that shit out? I, I, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I believe because they were... Cause, um, why did they find that out? Let me see. By the way, I have not heard that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But just looking at him, just the whole, come on, man, this dude did tons of drugs. Did he do crack? I can't, I can't remember the drugs he did. Did he do crack? I think he did crack cocaine. We got to ask Trump. Trump, you know, <laughs> Trump will bring it up in the debate. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> I'm assuming he got subpoenaed for something um, and they had to go through his phone um, because yeah, the Daily Mail, uh, and, and it's only with his uh, his lawyer. Um, the corporate attorney George Mazeris, uh, who is white, but he he refers he uses the n word a lot. So I'll just read you some of the stuff um, that they said. So, um, the, his lawyer saying there's zero coverage of the pickup of the story. Zip. They spent a shit ton of resources on it too for a year. Um, in which Hunter replies, "Wow, thank you, Michael Cohen." Uh, the lawyer responds with just like a middle finger, like you know, pointed at Michael Cohen, I guess. Um, he says, "Oh, and you too." How much money do I owe you? This is Hunter Biden is talking right now. How much money do I owe you? Because, nigga, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. Uh, yeah. I, it is racist, but he kind of used it correctly. <laughs> that's, that's the scary part. That's, it, he, he, he shouldn't have done it, but he did it, and he kind of did it deftly. <laughs> oh, man, that, that's a tough one. If you didn't say, oh, this is Hunter Biden speaking, and you just read it, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, this nigga Barack Obama? I knew he used the N-word. Nah, that ain't Barack. That's Hunter Biden. Um, The lawyer responded, that made me snarf my coffee. Hunter responded, I just made that phrase up, by the way. Um... I should have nagged your lineage, clever son of a gun, responds the lawyer. There's another exchange they have where um, Hunter's asking the lawyer, where do you find unconditional love then, George? Um, the lawyer responds, God loves unconditionally. Bo loves you unconditionally. Children are too young to understand what it means, but you will show them. There are ideals of unconditional love that serve as proxies. I don't have many. You, God. Um, to that point, Hunter responds, OMG, nigga, did you just use a fictional character from the imagination of Collective Frightened and my dead brother's unconditional love is what I should rely on? And my kids aren't children, George. Um, George responds, my parents' love was conditioned. Um, Hunter responds, my penis as of late has been unconditional. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one, man, because, yo. Wait, wait, it gets worse, it gets me. worse, it gets worse. Go, go George goes, that's why we are searching. Hunter responds, for my penis. <laughs> George says, we will always be searching. Hunter says, it's a big penis, George. They always find it. I only love you because you're black. <laughs> um, George says, George is black? George is not black. <laughs> he says, I only love you because you're black. He says, it's so annoying when you, this is George talking, it's so annoying when you interject with frivolity, to which Hunter responds, true that, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Is, so, Joy, who's George again? He's a lawyer, but a lawyer for who? He's a corporate attorney. Um, so I'm not. I'm assuming that's his, his personal attorney. Um, his personal attorney. They talk like that. Yeah. Well, well, this kind of relates to our last topic as far as the language being cracking on people. I feel as if Hunter George is. That's not his love language, but for Hunter, it is. <laughs> right? Doesn't it feel that way? Like, <laughs> like he could no, no, he, he could talk to him like that. He's not. Then he knows what it means. Like he's not like, OMG, let me run to the press and like release these text messages because yeah. he just used the n word. Like he's like, that's how we. T-. You know what? I'm not even gonna lie. I have a I have a coworker at at, at the uh, old job I was at that he was showing me something on his phone one time and he was looking for a text message that his buddy sent him. And as he's scrolling through it, is a white dude. I'm looking at. Him, I'm like, I see the n word like two or three times. And I think he peeped. I seen. It, he was like, oh, he's like, don't mind that. That's how I talk to my homeboys. 
<laughs> and that was his reaction. Don't mind that. <laughs> you be alright. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, let me get the information you was gonna give me anyway, <laughs> so I can keep it moving. But it's just like, nah, nah. I think white people, there's a lot of white dudes that do that, and I always thought that. As, I remember always thinking that as as a, as a young dude, like. If I was white, you couldn't tell me I couldn't use it. Now, would I use it in public? Probably not. But in the privacy of my bedroom, and if I'm listening to rap music, hell yeah, I'm rapping all them words. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Which, which uh, now you have to pick one or the other. Which racism would you prefer? Chicken and watermelon at the, on the menu at Ikea or Hunter Biden seeming like he copied and pasted some text from our group message. Like, which one would you... <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, I it's funny because I, I do know I've known white dudes that like literally grew up in black neighborhoods and someone in that neighborhood told them they were cool to use the n-word and yeah. then you kind of got to check them when they're in a different environment like yo everybody ain't your homeboys on the block you know what I mean but so I look at intent I don't think Hunter Biden one thought those texts would ever get out and I don't too think he he's making a joke and it's, they're both demeaning they're both like this is what how black people act let's make fun of it kind of but I think Hunter Biden's comes from a different place, whereas he's probably done it so much that now he's just kind of taking it as part of his, like you said, love language. Whereas I think the Ikea yeah. one was um, was meant to be like a, a veiled joke that, you know, once they got behind closed doors, they would have a good chuckle about it. But they both are demeaning yeah. in their own sense. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, How about you? I'm, I'm just, I'm just sure. which one would I pick? Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer to be around uh, the Hunter Biden version of racism. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I, I feel as if he's not, and this is going to be controversial. Like, he shouldn't use it, so I'll start with that. I feel as if, the, the, and his, just the mere fact he's using it as racist, but his use of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, the way he's using it, he he's seen it used a lot, and not in a derogatory. Like, he's seen, like, he, he some black friends texted him or he was just around them while they were talking and he just picked it up because it's it sounds too natural bro like you know how you could tell the difference between someone even if they, they're fluent like you know if i learn french right now you could tell that i didn't wasn't born speaking even if i become fluent and it, it feels like he wasn't born using it but man it feels like he like he studied abroad with the n-word bro like the way he's using it it was with the letter a at the end um, yeah, by the amount of dashes that they're using. Yeah, he's using it with the A at the end. Because so, they just put the N-word, dash, <laughs> dash, dash. <laughs> he said it was one dash, so that's crazy, son. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, took the, I guess I'm taking the wrong thing out of it. And some African-American studies professor right now is listening to me and shaking his damn head. But <laughs> if you didn't say Hunter, oh, man, please test this on people. Just read them the text message and just... Don't tell them who it was and just see what what happened. Like I don't know, man. Like the way he uses it is correctly used. It's crazy. The text got released because he, um, the Daily Mail, obtained a copy of his hard drive after he left his computer at a repair shop. Um, that lawyer too, by the way, gets paid eight hundred and forty-five dollars an hour. <laughs> so shout out to him. <laughs> so uh, he'll take. <laughs> so you don't know if he likes that shit. But he, he's like, I'll take that eight forty five every time he texts me. That's an hour worth of work. <laughs> every time you use the n word. Now, I think he thinks it's funny though, because um, they also found on the hard drive, and I think you might have seen this meme of Joe Biden hugging uh, Barack Obama, um, and then yeah. the caption saying, "Obama, gonna miss you, man." Joe, can I say it just this once? Obama. Sigh, go ahead, Joe Barack. So uh, Joe says, "You my nigga, Barack," and he had that he had that meme saved on his <laughs> <laughs> saved on his uh his his hard drive as well. So maybe he just finds the word funny. I do, I, yeah, I mean, I, yo, to your point of the like the white dudes who talk like that, they truly enjoy black culture, and they really, I think a lot of them really resent the fact that they just can't appropriate it in certain ways. Now, Hunter Biden doesn't resent it outwardly. He probably doesn't resent it because he appropriates it behind closed doors. And that's probably a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a co-worker. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like, I remember thinking that as a teenager, like, uh, uh, and being like, yo, there's no way all these white kids could be going to these concerts and be that involved in the culture and then just censor that word out. You know what I mean? It's too much of the culture. 
So I know maybe they're smart yeah. enough not to use it in front of me. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I I I, I don't want to put it past a lot of white people. Yeah, you know how when you get angry and they say just scream, like not necessarily at the person or the thing that you're angry at, but like you just you scream into a pillow or you scream you're in your car and you just yell and just mm-hmm. get that out. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if Hunter Biden knows that he shouldn't be saying it around black people. So he says it to a white person as if he's talking to a black person and he's black. <laughs> That's how he gets it out. Right? No, like, <laughs> like he, that he, he let it out and let... Because, yo, man, I can't emphasize enough how much... It sounds like he copied and pasted pasted some shit out of our group text. Like it's crazy. This it's story also has not gotten a lot of media coverage. Um, and people were saying, well, had this been Donald Trump's son, people would be losing their their minds. But I also think Hunter Biden is like, oh, that's Hunter, <laughs> Hunter being Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know what I mean. But um, he's yeah. been pretty vulnerable. I mean, just be he wrote a book, just kind of laying out his addiction and his struggle with it and all that type of shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's addiction is not, uh, you know what I mean? And I think that's why people kind of give him a pass because you know he's been through a lot. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, to, with that he's being- likable. Him, him and Joe, Joe Biden and Bo Biden, the Bidens just in general, they're just likable people. Like, Trump was a dick. His sons are dicks. Like, his daughter's cool. His son-in-law, he hasn't been a dick in public, but I could tell he's a dick. Uh you know they're all just dicks. Mm-hmm. No, no, and but to their likability, the Bidens are nice. They, they, yeah, the Bidens get get to brush certain shit off. Like Joe Biden should have been caught up on a lot of sexual harassment stuff just based off of a Google search <laughs> of pictures yep. you can find of him. But for some reason, he seems yep. to slip through the cracks on that, which is you know what I mean because, like you said, he's likable. Uh, other people would not be given that type of grace. Um, but before we get out of here, I know we tight on time, Keith. Um, and this wasn't a, a headline that I seen. This is something I, I saw watching the NBA playoffs. Um, and I, I, I seen a Hennessy commercial with Russell Westbrook in it. Um, I don't know if you, you, you have you peeped that one. Yeah, yeah, I did see it. That's when he's like uh, highlighting his fashion pursuits, like his exactly pursuits. Yeah, yeah, and I like how it's done. Like, like he's not sitting there pouring a glass of Hennessy. Um, he's not he's not holding a bottle of Hennessy like it's a Mob Deep video or something like that. He's like, you know, what I mean, it's done in a very classy way. But I guess the question that I wanted to bring here was, how do you feel about that? Because I was surprised one to see an, a, a professional athlete in an alcohol commercial. That to me kind of struck me. Like I didn't even know that was allowed. But then two, how do you feel about yeah. like Russell Westbrook being an influential athlete? kind of pushing an alcohol brand, you know what I mean, where kids watch what he does and they 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 want to wear the sneakers he wears, they want to wear the fashion he wears. Is do you think it's healthy for him to be promoting an alcohol company? I think LeBron James owns some kind of interest or something in a tequila company. Okay. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't like he's not all out there just talking about it, but I remember him mentioning it once and I just did a quick Google Lobo 1707. Mhm. Yeah, because he got so, in trouble, right? When, when he wasn't wearing a mask. That was a promotional event for the tequila, wasn't it? When LeBron got in trouble. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that, but that, that makes sense, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, how, how do I feel about an athlete pushing alcohol? I think now alcohol, and just substances in general, is more indicative of a lifestyle than it is some kind of defect in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, Nas, I don't think he's holding alcohol. Only com- ads where I see people holding alcohol for, um, is Ciroc. But even that is like a lifestyle because you barely notice the alcohol. Like mm-hmm. they just kind of chilling and having fun and dress real nice. So I think like, when you see Nas, I remember one time there was the MTV thing. I can't remember the name of the show. From I'm aging myself, but they'll follow like an artist or a celebrity around. Diary, Diary, I think MTV Diary. Diary. Yeah. And Nas did one, and then I think somebody offered him to do like a Heineken com- commercial or be a spokesperson for Heineken. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nah, I can't do that. I can't put myself forward to the kids like that. That you know, Nas and shit. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Shit. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that shit stuck with me for for my whole life. I'm like, damn, you you wouldn't pick up the bag for for Heineken, but you you see Snoop Dogg and all those West Coast cats all up in the St. Ives videos, <laughs> all up on the posters. Word up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, how do I feel about it? I think Hennessy puts itself forward as a lifestyle brand now. I mean, I think the rap associations with Hennessy probably gave it like a right or wrong, gave it like a little negative thing to it. But when you think about it, cognac, cognac is a fine liquor. Like, it's not meant to be guzzled or nothing like that. So it's kind of indicative of, like, a pretty cool, not especially fancy, but pretty cool lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When I was in France, I used to drink cognac at the end of my meals as an aperitif. Mm. 
right? Like that's just how like it, that was the lifestyle that I you know I was living at that point. It wasn't like I wasn't drinking it to get drunk per se. I mean to take a little edge off, but yeah, um, you was getting trashed. So I think Russell it. West, yeah. So I think it's more about um, showing that lifestyle versus oh basketball players is getting wasted. Now Russell Westbrook was on a poster for like LSD. Or like some new brand of crack or something like that. I'd be like, "Oh, Russ." What about corporate cannabis? What if it was corporate cannabis? Like, uh, like he he had a cannabis company. And he was like promoting that. Would that be the same along the same lines? I think I think that would be even more tame than than um, Hennessy. Yeah. Nowadays, given our current culture, I think all that stuff is just the stigma. A lot of it's been re- replaced. I thought he's probably worse off doing a Hennessy than he would be corporate cannabis. I mean, I don't know if the NBA has any rules against it or how surprised if he has a certain wholesome brand. But. I was really surprised though seeing that. Like to to be honest, honestly, I was surprised seeing LeBron doing a Mountain Dew commercial. That threw me off too because I thought he worked with Sprite, but I don't know if maybe that deal expired or whatever, or if he sells them both. But um, I was a little surprised when I see Russell. But then I had to think about it too. Hennessy kind of falls under that LVMH um, umbrella. The Louis Vuitton Moet mm-hmm. Hennessy. So it kind of is like, yeah. maybe they kind of get a pass because they are a fashion, you know what I mean, um, entity as well. So it's like, all right, well, we could tie Russell Westbrook here with the fashion and not necessarily have all the attention on the alcohol. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I also know Candace Parker did a voiceover for them. Um, and she's a she's a current WNBA player. So maybe rules have changed. Um but it, it, it threw me off. It definitely, I was, not that I thought it was bad, and I don't think Russell Westbrook did anything bad. Shout out to him for getting the bag. And even Nas changing his outlook on it and realizing that, all right, well, maybe I could do these Hennessy commercials. But if they let me promote historical figures, then I'll, you know what I mean? Then I'll, then I'll, I'll be down for it more so. Um, I'm not sure what made him change his mind on that, but I don't think it's necessarily inherently bad for them to make money off of it. I just, I just want to make sure that we're not, pushing children to think that this is the the way to you know that they because some people some kids do think like at a certain age they should be drinking Hennessy because everyone else around them is drinking Hennessy you know what I mean like that's like a rite of passage for them they should be smoking blunts because they saw people smoking blunts and I think we got to give children you know I mean the ability to decide that for themselves but when it's a influential and a person like Russell Westbrook I think it could be a little bit dangerous I'll, I'll leave it at that um all right yeah now real quick before we do get out of here keith i, I told you I, i'm in the process of starting a new job and i know a lot of people this year i saw a headline that 2021 is actually the year of quitting a lot of people are leaving their jobs behind and just like yo it's it's what else is out there you know what i mean um yeah. but have you heard that there's four million people quit their jobs in april alone i, I haven't heard that i saw the headline but of course i didn't read the article Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I I would have never guessed that that was a thing because so many people lost jobs. I would think that people, if they were blessed enough to keep their job, they be they would be holding on to it tightly with their life, right? <laughs> yeah, I think though, so it, with all the the instability that happened over the year, I would think that people would, if they're able to be stable in their job, they would they would capitalize on that. But on the other hand, a lot of people move. A lot of people move further away from cities. The housing market's very hot, and that's. That, that's something I wouldn't have guessed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, also, I think like just the the shock, right, of last March, just everything shutting down. I think it put things in perspective for people. It kind of changed my outlook on stuff. It's like, yo, life is short. Find something that makes you happy on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, why deal with someplace you're not happy and this could just end tomorrow? You know what I mean? Um, and maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's inspired a little bit because, like I said, I had the the almost accident I got in this week or whatever. But I look at it like. Yo, it, along the same lines, like people lost loved ones and they weren't able to go to their funerals or they only got a day off or something like that. And to some people, they're like, wow, especially with there being a worker shortage, a lot of um, workers are kind of have ability to like demand certain things now, you know, certain pay, certain benefits because they know you need them. They don't have enough people to yeah. fill these roles. And, um, you know what I mean? So it's like in a certain way, like I definitely understand why people are doing it and just just on a spiritual level, it's like, yo, if your spirit's not happy at your job, there's millions of other jobs out there. And I think people, for some reason, weren't looking at life like, like we had a tunnel vision before. We had blockers on where we thought, like, this is it. This is the end all be all. A lot of people at my current job feel like that. This is the end all be all. And I'm just like, nah, man, this shit out there. I'm getting, you know what I mean? Found something with the same, same amount of money, better schedule. Like, you, you, you got to do that. I don't know why, though, this year so many people are doing it. And I, I think it has to be just because of being faced with our own mortality too also with that with the yeah. pandemic it's like yo you have one life to live man you can't be wasting this on something that's not making you happy word 
A lot of people also found that they could survive. Maybe they thought that they needed their job to survive, but like they had to tighten things up a bit and they realized, oh, maybe I could survive off a of lesser pay or maybe I could, you know what I mean? I could survive off of something that if it, if it fulfills another need that I want, you know what I mean? Another desire I want. But I just thought that was interesting because not only was I going through that myself, I mean, I wasn't just quitting just to quit, but it's just like, I know a lot of people that actually at my current job have quit in the past year. And that's because of certain things that they have going on there. But, um, I think so. this is a factor in it, too. Like, they're just like, fuck it. What else is out there? Some people have quit and come back, too, yeah. though. Some people quit and was like, yo, it's, it's whack out there. Or the other thing I thought wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Hopefully, yeah. I'm not in that boat. I don't want to be in that boat. But uh, I definitely see, you know, respect that people are doing that, man. Like, one life to live. YOLO, right? Word. <laughs> but, um... That's another episode in the books, man. It's, it's, it's great doing this with you, Keith. I, I missed you, man. Um, shout out to DJ Show filling in for an episode, man. That's my dog. That's my brother. That's my partner. But uh, on social media, my man, where can people find you at, bro? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Awesome, man. You can find me on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Please go follow that. Go follow Perfect talk on instagram at perfect talk radio um you know what i mean leave a follow hit us in the dms let us know some topics and stuff you want to hear but hit us up man also we have a website we got a website man www.perfecttalkpodcast.com every episode of the perfect talk podcast my radio show money talks radio that i do with dj show and the night shift um also find perfect talk podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud uh mixcloud uh, Podcoin, <laughs> iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, you know what I mean? Wherever you, wherever your local podcasts are distributed, uh, hop on that. Please leave a, a, a review, um, you know, give us a rating, um, and just let us know what you think, man. Uh, it's been so long, Keith. What are you watching on television nowadays, brother? Gangs of London. Ooh, what's that it's about? Like the, it's like the, the, the English Wire. Okay. It's about some some dude. His pops died. I'm only on season one, so that's what season one's about. about. His pops died. Trying to find out who killed the pops and all types of intrigue and shooting, lots of violence. Black they people, love, white people, uh, white white and black. Okay. okay. And and like uh, I don't know what country they for. Like some uh, people from African countries in there, Middle Eastern countries. Like well, London's a diverse place, so yeah. I guess they have all those those representations there. But uh, yeah, it's dope, man. They, but extra graphic. A dude got shot in his head; his whole head exploded. So it was kind of extra. But is it I um, like it. is it current day or is it like set in older times? Uh, it's current day. Current day. I got you. What, and when does it come on? What channel? <laughs> uh, I think it's AMC. Okay. That's dope. Yeah, man. That's you dope. think it'll be olden times, right? Anytime. Anytime some something about London or England is on, you be like, man, I don't want to see this current shit. <laughs> see that old time gangster shit. See this Renaissance shit. <laughs> nah, nah, that's dope though. I gotta check that. I, I haven't even heard about that. That's a dope show, man. Um, I know you've been checking the playoffs though, right? NBA playoffs. Hell yeah. Are you excited that it, it looks like a new team is gonna like the four teams that are that are still in it, like they haven't won in, in decades and in, in, you know what I mean? So it's like any like I, and who's that? I think the 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 Hawks have won and like right. Then they win with uh Lou Alcindor back in the day. No, no, not the Hawks. The uh, yeah, the Bucks. Sorry, Milwaukee Bucks back yeah. in the day. But yeah. other than that, I can't. I don't even think these other teams. Have, so that's kind of exciting that you know. What I mean, there's new talent in there. New you're seeing the new era of the NBA right now. LeBron knocked out in the first round, and you got the Devin Booker's and the Trey Youngs of the world burning shit up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. To, to to you know, I've been watching the NBA for quite a few years, and it's truly a changing of the guard. Like Clippers, most likely is not going to make it to the finals, and you know, Chris Paul, I think he's going to just going to go to the finals for the first time. Has a good chance of winning a chip. Giannis has been working on it for years. I don't know if he's going to make it, mm-hmm. or or Trey Young. One like one of the, like it's just going to be a new guard altogether, like new faces in the finals. Like there's a few role players who've been there before, but. No Steph, no LeBron, no, no Kawhi. Kawhi. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Is Kawhi out for the rest of the playoffs anyway, or is he, does he have a chance of coming back in the finals if they do make it? It's it's not like there's no timetable on it. Yeah, I doubt he would make it. even if the the Clippers were to move on, which I don't I don't think they will. But even if they were, I don't think he would play. He might like if they were to go to the finals, might do like a game. Two yeah, he's not gonna put I, his career though. Guessing. Yeah, he's not gonna put his career at risk yeah. though. For yeah, and okay. he's demonstrated that before. I mean, yeah. the whole Spurs thing—like he had some tweak in his knee, and he's like, "Nah, man, I don't, 
I fuck with my own trainer. Yeah, I'm, you know, I ain't going out there and let this shit heal up 100%. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it, man. Uh, Keith, blessing to have you back, man. Like I said, I'm looking at life through different lenses right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm the blessings of life are just all around me, man. And so I'm definitely blessed to have you back. Congratulations on the new blessing in your life. Um, let's just keep let's keep maintaining, keep giving these people what they want, man, and uh, say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Hold up, man. What's up? What's I up? I'm reading this Hunter Biden. Ch- can I change my opinion on this shit? <laughs> What's up? I'm What's reading up? this one text, and I don't know if you read this text, but it says because because nigga, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. Now that's kind of wild. You can't be now. That's kind of that's reason. the one I just read to you. I just read that he was like he used the, he used it properly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't think I, I really listened to the Hennessy part. <laughs> Reading it is different. Ah, this is kind of rough. That's a rough one. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta sit with this, man. Let's revisit this on the next episode, y'all. Peace. All right, man. We up out of here, y'all. Peace.